This is Colleen McGee, and you're listening to episode 118 of Fort Riley, the podcast. Today, we are talking about volunteering on Fort Riley. My name is Jason Yearwood. I'm an ACS specialist, and I'm also the Army Volunteer Coordinator for Fort Riley. I'm taking over from Ms. Jane Brookshire. Um, I'm really bought into volunteering because I believe that the commander has so much work to do. The first sergeant has so much work to do. Platoon sergeant has so much work to do. It takes that extra muscle from volunteers via the SFRG or CFR or the care team or the folks that make the phone calls on the, um, the key contact roster in order to, you know, get information out, especially when you have a unit that is away from home station to where they can get accurate information coming from the command and not necessarily from a Facebook or from some kind of unauthorized source. So volunteering for me has always been been special. Uh, when I teach the volunteer management class at Fort Riley, I, I started off with this story. Uh, PCS to Germany, to Fliegelhorst slash Hanauer area in uh, February of 04. And the unit was downrange. When they got extended April of 04 to start doing 15 months, they wanted a few of us to come downrange to fill the gaps. So one morning, I think it was like about May 16th or so, we did PT at 9 o'clock when we came in. They said, hey, you guys are leaving at midnight. If it wasn't for volunteers, um, SFRG members, other spouses uh, to help us out, because at that point we had um, to wear DCUs, everything had to be sewn on. We were stationed on Fliegelhorst, but we had to probably go about five to seven miles to hand out to the CIF to get all our DCUs. We had to get wills. We had to get power of attorneys and any kind of other SRP functions that we had to do. And that was all made possible because of volunteers and SFRG members. So I, I firmly believe in, in volunteers and supporting the command with, with the mission because what we're asking uh, the folks in uniform service to do is a mission that they can't do by themselves. So I firmly believe in, in volunteerism. So you're talking about, I mean, they helped you guys get out the door. They helped you deploy. They helped meet the mission. And that's huge. Now here at Fort Riley, there are a lot of other opportunities besides that oh, kind yes. of thing. So tell me about some of the different possibilities for people to volunteer here. Okay. Some of the main ones that we see here is folks volunteering with the USO. We see folks volunteering at the, the Stray Animal Center here and in Junction City. We see um, folks volunteering with the different uh, church services that, that's here on the installation. And another favor that you see a lot of folks coming in to do is with the library. They go down there and they read to kids. They're a library aide. Um, and one more is, is that's pretty popular with a lot of the fellows who like to fix cars or the people that like to fix cars are they go down to the auto shop and they sign up to go, you know, help folks with fixing their cars and giving them tips and advice on car repair. So that's pretty good. Now, all of those hours those folks spend volunteering actually can add up to points for different things. Tell me about the different ways that that volunteer time can be credited for people. Okay, so one, as far as when we when we talk about crediting, we talk about um, if you're in the uniform service, it's worth 10 promotion points. If you're close, it can help get you over that little hump to where you can get promoted. Also within the uniform services, there's the uh, 
Medal of Volunteer, the Outstanding Volunteer Medal that, you know, usually your battalion commander or your squadron commander or your company or troop commander will present in front of everybody and they'll say, hey, well, this individual gave their time X amount of hours in order to, you know, make a, a facility and organization uh, much better than, than they found it. And on the um, civilian side, as far as, you know, that they have multiple different um, organizations, but the main one that we see are the ones with the uh, soldier family readiness group, where we have people who are either filling in for the informal funds or the SFRG coordinator, key contact, um, and multiple other roles within the, within the SFRG, which helps the commanders and uh, unit build morale and be able to do a lot of great and wonderful things for the for the soldiers. So SFRG is Soldier and Family Readiness Group? Yes, that, yes. Right? Our civilian folks, and even our soldiers, the system that you guys use to track those hours, those hours can become resume material. Yes, yes. So the, the system that we use is called Volunteer Management Information System, short, we call it VMIS. And VMIS is worldwide, so even if you PCS, the only thing you'll have to do is log on on VMIS, transfer whatever hours and whatever you updated in your profile, probably an email, and you go from there. You find your local Army Volunteer Corps coordinator at that installation, and they'll get you sewn right into the stream and let you know all the different resources for volunteering within that community. One of the things that VMIS allows people to do is go on and actually uh, put in their hours, and then what we have is a organizational point of contact, OPOC for short, that certifies the hours. Now you also have people who come from off post to volunteer, and do they also go through the same thing with with BMS? Yes, they go through the same process. They will con they will do what we call a shell account on Army um, Family Web Portal. Then they'll log in, um, get an create an account on VMIS and they can log their hours. We have multiple organizations off posts um, that people volunteer at. And as a matter of fact, when we had our volunteer the year ceremony in uh, April and we had our volunteer appreciation day, there were several volunteers who was recognized for being soldiers and some were civilians coming on posts and vice versa where they were going, soldiers and family members were going off posts in the community and working and helping other organizations out there. So if somebody wants to take that first step to find out what's available or to volunteer for something that they've got a burning passion to help with, how do they get started? Well, they can call ACS, get in contact with one ACS specialist. Between myself, Jason Yearwood, Tina Bailey, we can get you squared away with getting you all the instructions to log on on VMIS. We can send you a list of all the volunteer opportunities. Another great thing about being a civilian volunteer is when it comes to um, volunteering on this installation, it's considered unpaid federal employment. So you're subject to workers' comp. So if you go out there and you have an issue to where you got injured doing a volunteer event, you can file for workers' comps. And plus, most of the time, the people who would get employed in these different organizations were people who started off as volunteers within the organization because they were already in the organization. They understood the organization's mission and they had supported the um, organization as a volunteer. So the natural fit would be like, 
when a position is open to hire them to continue, you know, the great service that they were providing for the organization. Cool. And do you have a phone number? That yes, we my phone number is uh, 785-239-0251. Currently, I'm at the SFAC, our Soldier Family Assistance Center, and my phone number down there is 785-240-7118. Thank you for listening to Fort Riley, the podcast. And remember, the spirit of the volunteer is always welcome here. Oh, <laughs>